Good evening, everyone. My name is Tim Marat, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I am here to present to you episode number one, entitled, Is This Thing On? I'm joined tonight by two very special guests. Right Worshipful Brother Christopher Busby, the Grand Lecturer of the Grand Lodge of New Hampshire. Chris, welcome. Hey, Tim. Good evening, brethren. We were also, oh, here he is. We are also joined this evening by Right Worshipful Brother Scott Newberry, the District Deputy Grand Master of the Second Masonic District. Scott, how are you doing this tonight? You are also muted. That's because someone told us all to mute earlier. So <laughs> yep. I actually did. I, once in a while, I actually do what I'm told. So, but I'm doing well. How are you doing tonight, Tim? I am doing very well, thank you. So the reason we are joined by these two brothers tonight is because they represent a quorum of the Grand Lodge Communications Committee, and it is very much thanks to their efforts as well as the efforts of brother, uh, right worshipful brother Ryan Flynn, that this podcast has kicked off. And to give us a little bit of a background on why. Uh, this medium was chosen and what we're looking to do and accomplish with this podcast. I'd like to ask you, Chris, what was the reasoning behind it? Yeah. So this, this podcast is actually over a year in the making. Um, when most worshipful brother clay, uh, before he was installed, he, he formed his new communication committee that, uh, compo- you know, comprised of, of us three. And as a part of, his pillars, the goal was to really increase communication throughout the jurisdiction. And, th- and thanks to him, you know, and, and his uh, willingness to be able to embrace new technologies, we're able to do this. Um, and I'm very excited about it. Um, we all know that, you know, just because we're a traditional organization that sometimes we're a little bit slower to embrace change. Um, but, you know, this sort of platform uh, was made easier to use by, unfortunately, COVID, um, which, you know, you have to look at the, the bright side of these things, right? And it looks like, uh, it looks like you know, a lot of brothers are starting to utilize um, social media in different ways, video. And so that, that was really our goal to make sure that, you know, we, we took this opportunity at this time to be able to continue, uh, you know, continue expanding the communication of, uh, of Grand Lodge and of New Hampshire Masonry. So just a little bit more about what, uh, what we're hoping to do. So um, one question that the committee uh, really talked about quite a bit Uh, early on was, does Masonry need another podcast? Um, There are a lot of really great Masonic podcasts, including, you know, The Winding Stairs, uh, The the Masonic Roundtable, Whence Came You, etc., The Freemasons podcast. But, you know, we're not here to, you know, to, to, to compete. Not that podcasts compete with each other, but we're not here to compete with that from a content perspective. What we hope to do is really talk more about what's happening in New Hampshire Freemasonry, um, spotlighting brothers in their stories, spotlighting lodges, really understanding more about our own history. Um, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, we realize, we've realized in this process is that uh, we're a small jurisdiction, um, but we're a little bit, you know, more ge- geographically spread out than a lot of small jurisdictions are. So it's really important to find other ways to, to be able to communicate. Um, so 
you know, as as we move forward, brethren, what we hope to do is to, well, first, I mean, the, the, the reason for this particular episode, very informal tonight, is to get more information from you. Your input uh, is extraordinarily important um, to our efforts here. Um, and and we want we want this to be a positive experience. We want it to be um, educational. We want it to be fun, uh, and we want the brethren in the lodges to learn something uh, about each other. Uh, you know, our lodges are are, are fifty nine lodges in the state. We we all we all have our own struggles. We all have our own uh, wonderful things that we do as a part of our culture, um, and I think it's important to be able to share that information um, in, in a way that can be. Uh, disseminated quickly. So this is really what we're here to do. Um, right now, uh, we've got four podcasts scheduled. We've got tonight, which again is very casual. Um, the next episode uh, that we've scheduled is on September 20th, um, and it's called The Grand Master's Gab. Thank you, Right Worshipful Newberry, for that uh, title. You're um, welcome. Um, and uh, we have three grandmasters that are going to be on. I think this is pretty unique. I don't know that I've seen this before. We have uh, Most Worshipful Brother Clay, obviously our grandmaster. Uh, we have another sitting grandmaster and, and Most Worshipful Brother Richard Maggio uh, from the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts. And then we have a junior past grandmaster from the uh, Grand Lodge of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations, uh, Most Worshipful Brother Kenneth Poynton. Um, Part of that uh, and part of the discussion, just, you know, we'll talk a little bit about how uh, how how things have changed and, and sort of what we've seen and sort of some of the, the, the just challenges that the Grandmasters have seen uh, during during COVID-19. That's not all that we're going to be talking about. But that's one piece. Um, and we think that they're going to have a lot of, uh, of insight to be able to author, offer. When we were talking about this, we we thought that. Um, you know, the grandmasters really don't get much of a chance to tell their story. And, and we think it's a compelling story. Um, most grandmasters spend a decade or more um, on their journey to the Grand East uh, with a lot of ups and downs along the way. So I think it's really important uh, for us to be able to understand uh, those brethren and, and, and what they, you know, what they've gone through, contributed to the craft. Um, and I think, I think it's a good place for us to be able to start. Um, the next two... Uh, beyond that, uh, episode three is going to be called We've Been There, and that is going to be focusing on uh, our seasoned brothers. Um, we have, we're going to have three brothers that have been in the fraternity for 40 years or more, and we're going to, again, Tim is going to be carrying on a discussion with them. Uh, it's going to be uh, just that a discussion. This is going to be the only time that you're going to hear somebody just talking at you for five minutes. Uh, or more. Um, these are all meant to be discussions. Um, we're looking to be able to to really share that experience and knowledge and the reasons why those brethren join the craft uh, and, and and what they've learned and experienced along the way. The flip side of that is our is our fourth episode, which is going to be called "We're Just Getting Started," and that's going to be featuring some of our new master masons and actually, I think possibly one or two. Uh, that are still on their journey through the first three degrees. Um, so that's really exciting. Also, I'm very much looking forward to that. And brethren, we will definitely accept any recommendations that you have for brethren to participate on either of those, uh, episode three and episode four, uh, that you might think uh, may uh, 
may have some good stories to tell. Um, so that is sort of our initial plan. Uh, we hope to have eight episodes uh, between now and the next uh, the next Grand Lodge annual communication in May. Um, so we do have the four episodes planned, but we have four episodes that are completely open at this point, brethren. So that's where we need you to be able to help fill in those gaps because, again, we need to know what you want to hear uh, to be able to make this interesting. If it's not compelling, then 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 no one's gonna no one's gonna watch and you know we could be doing other things so it's important that uh uh that we we really get some good content here from you guys but even if even if we don't we're gonna keep going on for a while uh with with all of the content that we have but regardless we're very excited about this uh, i think this really provides a unique opportunity that frankly few other grand lodges in in the world uh to my knowledge are doing um the final question really, you know, to answer here um, is where can you get the podcast? Well, if you're seeing this now, you know some of the venues, right? We're going to be on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be on the various Facebook channels. Uh, we're actually uh, streaming on Twitch tonight, which is a, a, a new uh, a new venue for us. And, and probably about three quarters of the brethren have never heard of that. It's actually more for music and gaming, but we're giving it a shot. Um, and then at some point here in the near future, once we have a few episodes in the can, so to speak, then we're going to uh, upload the audio versions of the episodes to where folks normally get their podcasts, um, certainly iTunes, um, you know, Sp- Spotify, if we can do that. So um, that is that is really uh, sort of our goal. Um, and it's a lot. <laughs> to spit out in a very short period of time. But really at this point from Tim or Scott or from anyone that that's online, we're happy to answer any questions and take any, any feedback that you have. Well, thanks, Chris. That certainly answered a lot of questions. And I, to reiterate a little bit about what Chris said, I'm going to be hosting this podcast moving forward. Hmm. And it is very much something that I will need the support of the brethren of New Hampshire uh, to help with because we do need to find out in order to to deliver a product that we think is going to be successful. We really want to hear from you and see what it is that you're looking to get out of a a platform like this and what we can deliver as far as content is concerned. So Chris, the question I have for you is if someone has an idea other for a podcast episode, other than right now, tonight, while they're watching, how can they get that information to us? Well, that's an excellent question, Scott. Thank well, you for taking that up for me. Well, well, with everything else you covered, I thought I'd ask the question you kind of left out. So we have yet a, a, a new um, a new email address. So it's granite, granite cornerstone at nhgrandlodge.org. So the title of the podcast is the the at nhgrandlodge.org. Um, and that will come to all of us, um, both myself uh, uh, Tim, Scott, and, and Ryan, um, because it's important that we all, you know, we all get to see uh, everything that's come in and, and be able to talk about uh, topics and questions going forward, and and to make adjustments on how do we how we do this. I mean, this is a great platform that we're using. Um, you know, I, I think we've got a lot of the things in place, but there may be recommendations from with from folks that have done similar types of things, things that we haven't thought about. So please, brethren, uh, do uh, absolutely share your feedback because this is this is going to be uh, this is going to be easier um, and I think better 
with your participation. Chris, we have a question from YouTube coming in. The question is, what are the dates for episodes three and four? Obviously, we've got episode one uh, going live and episode two. We have a, a date for already. Yep. So the other two dates, and we're going to, so for those that use Facebook, um, we'll be posting events for those. Um, otherwise, we're going to be sending all of the dates out um, through the uh, Grand Lodge office, through Grandview. Uh, but currently, uh, let me just kind of go through all the dates. Um, episode two, the Grand Masters Gab, the air date, uh, they're all Sundays, um, September 20th. Uh, and then episode three, uh, which is the, our seasoned brethren, is going to be some Sunday, November 1st. Um, and then the uh, we're getting started episode four would be Sunday, December 13th. Um, so that covers us uh, really through the rest of the year. And brethren, you'll notice that, uh, you know, I, I've alluded to the Masonic Roundtable and other podcasts. They, they do things every week. Uh, we're not there yet. <laughs> so uh, we're spreading things out a little bit. Again, a lot of this is very experimental for us. Uh, and, you know, we want to see sort of what kind of engagement and interest we get. Um, so that will help determine going forward. I think after the first, you know, certainly nine months to a year of us doing this sort of what, you know, what our, um, you know, what, uh, what the interest is and what the, the appetite is for, for more of these. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. So Scott, why don't you give us a little bit of background in, as to what you see uh, a successful podcast being as far as how we can measure that success and what we may be able to, to see moving forward. Well, from, from my perspective, and, and as I look at the dates we've got coming up, the first three podcasts tonight in our next two episodes all fall within, as we all like to affectionately call, visitation season. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> I'm hoping that if this is a success, or at least if, at least we've generated some interest, I'll hear about them as I travel about the district during visitation season. Uh, you know, I hate to tie any one chop, one item to another but it's it's where a good place to get engagement idea is you know if someone's listening something somebody likes what they're hearing i'm hoping they'll come up and say something to one or all of us uh it's it's probably the best way to gauge if something's being successful is the word of mouth piece you know i yeah. can look at stats all day long but let's face it if people aren't talking about it after the fact the the, the, the engagement the interest really isn't there so that'd be, that'd be one of the areas that i'd be taking a look at uh, you know obviously I'll be watching my email account, both the one that you've set up for uh, this podcast, my own uh, district office email address to see if anything comes in and, and what the feedback is. And, of course, I'm, I'm waiting to hear from, you know, those that are online. Hopefully they're popping other stuff in there for us, Tim, you know, like telling us to be quiet and they want to listen to Chris more. Well, we've got somebody saying that apparently your sound is a little bit out of sync with your video. Okay. Uh, we do have a question from uh, David Evans Brown in the YouTube chat. It says, for those of us not so technically savvy, what is a podcast and how can we get them? So podcasts are typically episodic content like this is. Um, typically uh, distributed on a few different channels. Um, uh, not limited to, but inclusive of um, iTunes, um, Spotify, uh, a few other locations as well, and basically allows you to be able to listen to 
the content, whether it was an audio, there are audio podcasts that are just audio only or, or video podcasts, which is what we're doing here. Um, but we're, we're going to take that audio, isolate that and upload that so that if somebody is driving in their car and wants to go to Spotify or iTunes and click on that, like they'd listen to uh, an audio track, you know, that they listen to in their car or if they turn on Spotify for their music, then they can do so for this as well. Uh, we have another question coming in from YouTube from David Cumming. It says, would we be able to download the podcast onto a flash drive and then play it on a smart TV for a program at a lodge meeting? That is an excellent question. I'm probably going to have to get back to you, uh, Right Worshipful. I'm not really sure just because I haven't done that. But um, but with these, um, because we can um, extract the video, you should be able to do that, yes. But it is important to note that this you know, we're talking on, uh, you're chatting on YouTube right now, I can see. And once this is over, it's also going to be available here at the New Hampshire Freemasons channel, and it will have its own link. So you wouldn't, you could do that, but if you have Wi-Fi in the lodge and wanted to uh, broadcast it uh, that way, you could certainly do that through YouTube. And because we are going to be isolating the audio for, for upload, that audio version will certainly be available as a downloadable MP3 from the platform of your choice for podcasting. Yep. And additionally, I believe the Twitch stream can be saved and yes. we may be able to make those available. So we'll certainly look into that as if uh, an option for saving both, obviously the replays on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook, but also for a downloadable replay, we can look at where we can post that and make that available to you. So uh, watch the Facebook page which is the Granite Cornerstone podcast, and we'll be able to post some updates there. Absolutely. I do want to actually, because I do see a, uh, a chat that's come through here that I'm going to say, and that is uh, that a uh, Brother Andy Lane said um, that uh, we need to make this a, com a comedy so that we can hear Tim's laugh. <laughs> yeah, Chris is... Chris, uh, you're just not funny tonight. You, you got to step no, it up. No, no, I'm not. Oh, uh, he was I'm, a lot funnier earlier. That's for sure. He was. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really more unintentionally funny than anything else. But thanks for pointing that out. I appreciate it. Uh, so we've got a suggestion in YouTube from John Gray. It says, "Seems like it would be nice to be able to get, uh, excuse me, to view the podcast via Grandview." No, yeah, that's a really good idea, actually. Um, I don't know what the, the t capability is of that, actually. Um, Grand Secretary and I were talking about a few things in reference to to, um, to Grandview here the other day, so that is something that I'll absolutely bring up to him um, as well to see if if that's something that we can do because that's a fantastic idea. That'd be a great way to to uh, to centralize that. And for all you brothers who are not signed up, make sure you do sign up for Grandview. Uh, it is a fantastic platform for your lodge, but it also is a great way to get information out to the brethren in mass. And I think that seeing more support for that would be a great, great thing. So that's a great suggestion. Uh, Tim, if I may, the one thing I, I do want to mention that I, I didn't mention before and sort of my, <laughs> my diatribe about what this is, um, what this isn't, it will be from time to time, obviously, but what this isn't is, you know, we're not focused on Grand Lodge here um, as far as the content. Um, there will be times where um, the history of Grand Lodge and Grand Lodge officers will come on. Absolutely. Um, but really, this is meant to be 
you know, accessible to the brethren and not, you know, you hear enough about what Grand Lodge does and, and, and thankfully so, but, um, and it, it's a wonderful thing. We have great communication through the Grand Lodge office. Um, but it's really more about really, you know, sort of boots on the ground, you know, the, you know, the, the brothers that, you know, that are really doing great things in this jurisdiction that, that we really should be highlighting. Um, not that our Grand Lodge officers aren't doing phenomenal things too. They are. Um, but what we'll probably end up doing is keeping, and that depends on the Grand Master, obviously, um, as things go on, keeping the Q&A sessions going forward so that the Grand Line has the ability to be able to, to communicate in this method uh, or, or similar to the Brethren, and then this for, you know, uh, really telling those stories, if that makes That's sense. That's a really good point, Chris. I think that it's it's important to mention that this podcast is intended to tell stories and not necessarily to convey a message from the Grand Lodge to be used as, in that way. I think that, as you said, we're going to have a lot of opportunity to have Grand, the Grand Master and the Grand Line on and discuss things that are important and coming up. But really what we want to hear is those stories that you don't get a lot of exposure yeah. to, yeah. especially, as, as Chris mentioned earlier, we are a, a widespread but very small district or jurisdiction. And as a result of that, we can we can lose sight of some of those brothers who you know if you're up north you don't hear what what's happening down south and vice versa so we really encourage everybody from from the entire spectrum of new hampshire freemasonry to reach out we do have a question in the youtube from some guy named Ken- kenneth clay i i've i'm sorry i've never heard of him uh you know he's got he's got some notoriety in new hampshire um, but Kenneth Clay wants to know when will the next newsletter be sent out? Oh. He loves reading them. Well, um, that's an excellent question, though not specifically related to this platform. But I'll I'll, I'll answer it anyway. No, but, um, but it is communic it's communication. It is related. communications. Yes, it is. Um, so uh, our intention is to uh, it is. Uh, so to speak, at the press, it's being laid out right now. So we expect that it will be distributed on Wednesday of this week. Well, that's good news. Yeah. Have some really good articles in there. And we're going to continue to that point. You know, nothing that we are currently doing is replacing anything else. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of adding to our, our uh, you know, adding to our, our repertoire of things that, that we're going to be able to do in order to be able to, to keep, you know, brethren informed and engaged. So, Chris, we've talked a lot about you know, obviously we have four episodes that have been planned. Those were very much the, the brainstorm of the communications committee. Mm-hmm. But what sort of topics do you think this podcast should be looking for? When, when we ask the brethren to provide feedback, what sort of feedback are we looking for? Are we looking for episode ideas? Are we looking for names of people to talk to? And what sort of format can the podcast expect to have going forward? Yeah. When you look at obviously where we are tonight and, and what sort of differences we may see. So the answer to your question, all of your questions is yes. <laughs> We're definitely right. looking for um, ideas uh, for podcasts. Again, you know, we will continue coming up with things, but again, we want it to be uh, driven by, uh, by, by, by the brothers of this jurisdiction. Um, you know, as far as, as far as that's concerned, you mentioned before stories, and I think we talked a lot about that. I, I think that there is a lot of, work done by brethren and i and i mean that in a in a very broad sense whether it be uh 
improving their lodges, um, you know, uh, increasing retention, um, helping their community, um, telling the stories of brothers that have just been unsung heroes, telling the stories of lodges. We have, we have this jurisdiction, this grand jurisdiction is one of the, is one of the oldest in the world. Um, and you know, we have a lot of very historic lodges with, uh, with, with, very interesting stories to tell. And so those types of things, but also outside the box of that, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be within that bucket, but we really just want to focus on what New Hampshire lodges are doing. For example, if a New Hampshire lodge has a great mentor program that they're utilizing in their lodge for their candidates, you know, we could have a a few brothers on, you know, from various lodges that are doing these types of things so that we can help the lodge, we can disseminate this information and give ideas to, to our lodges and how to be able to implement some of these types of programs. Um, you know, whether, whether it's that or, you know, maybe there's, there's a lodge or a group of lodges that uh, have done very well with Masonic education. Uh, I do hope to, to, to cover some of that at some point. Um, if, if the brethren want it. So things like that. I mean, those are the, those are the few examples that come to mind very quickly. Um, so. I think a great example of something like that is, uh, you know, we can actually get some expertise here from, from uh, Right Worshipful Newbury. Scott, you're a member uh, and past master of, of St. Mark's Lodge. I, I guess I can admit to that. Okay. <laughs> it's in the bio. It's fine. I know. And one of the things that St. Mark's does very well that, you know, a lot of brothers, especially in the second district are aware of, but maybe not outside, is your Christmas tree sales. And I think those sort of stories are what we're looking to highlight is what is it that lodges do that are exceptional, that are different, and that bring awareness of masonry to both the masons in, in their community, but also to the community at large. And I think you know, the Christmas tree sales, whenever I think of a community outreach effort by Freemasons, especially, mm. you know, as a member of a second district lodge, my I go straight to uh, St. Mark's and their Christmas trees. And I think those are the sort of stories, just to pick an example, that I would love to hear about. And things that we don't hear about other lodges, unless you're paying attention to Facebook and you get those advertisements. Yeah, I mean, you know, the you happen to pick on something that, you know, St. Mark's has been doing for several decades at this point um we actually have i've actually been there and present when we've had a second or third generation family show up to get their christmas trees from from the lot uh and in fact saint mark's is so well uh connected to christmas trees we've actually kind of adopted it as our unofficial logo for the uh for the lodge that's why you see the little christmas tree on a lot of our stuff it's because we just we've become that that lodge you know and we tell people every year you know if you want a christmas tree come down you got to come down early because, you know, we have so many people that show up to, to purchase them. I don't remember the last time we didn't sell out. So, and it's usually the people right around the area. Uh, and it's the same people every year. It's the community, right? You know, most of them are within walking distance. We, even though we're on the main drag, we get very few stops just for a drive-by. It's usually people that have been there before. So right. it's nice to see the same people coming back. And, in fact, it's not just the community that comes back. In some cases, it's our brothers that come back. Uh, we had a brother several years ago who was shopping for his Christmas tree and he, we were talking and when he mentioned that, you know, he was, a, had been a member and he hadn't been too active in recent history, his wife turned to him and said, well, when are you going to start going back? 
So it was kind of a nice, <laughs> nice thing to see something like that show up, you know. But yeah, it's it's. I'd be interested to see what other and hear what other lodges are doing. I mean, it's not just the one or two big items that we hear about every year. It's it's all the other little things that lodges are doing, uh, especially things like you know. I know it's a, a big button for us at, at St. Mark's as well as the education piece. You know, we're doing what we can, but it'd be nice to hear what other lodges are doing and, and what they're adapting and are, if they're borrowing our process and what we do, what they're adapting to their own lodges. So maybe we can approve what we're doing. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that one of the, the main benefits that I see coming from this podcast is really the improvement of masonry as a whole in the state of New Hampshire. Yeah. And that's, you know, our tagline is helping to set the foundation of New Hampshire Freemasonry. And a lot of that we can accomplish by sharing those, I don't want to get too corporate here, but sharing those best practices that we see in each of our own lodges. Mm-hmm. And very often we are very siloed. We don't hear from lodges that are sharing those best practices. We may know they exist. We may have individuals who have knowledge of them, but I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to learn more about the lodges that that we have in our jurisdiction and that we don't hear from very often. So I've got a couple comments uh, popping in now. Uh, One is just an interesting member story from our grandmaster. Uh, So, most Worshipful Ken Clay says, our Grand Master uh, recently presented a centenarian award to a brother who fought in the Battle of the Bulge. So stories like that, you know, maybe it's maybe it's a story from that brother. Maybe it's something, a recording that we can, you know, just get him. If he can't get onto a podcast like this, mm-hmm. we have the capability to be mobile. The reason, uh, one of the reasons that, that Chris reached out to me is because I've recently made some quarantine purchases with (laughs) microphones and a podcast studio that I can pick up and take anywhere. They may not always have to be live streamed, but we can certainly find ways. If a lodge has Wi-Fi available, we can live stream from a lodge. We can live stream from a brother's house and sit down and have a conversation with them. And I think that's that sort of flexibility that exists now in the world we live in is certainly something we didn't see, you know, 10 years ago. And in some cases, it's something we didn't see five years ago. I think that, you know, home internet is, is in a lot of places getting better and we can support live streaming pretty much anywhere. And if we can't live stream it, I've got the ability to record it to a, an SD card, download it and post it as a, an audio only podcast, or we can record the video and post it to our YouTube channel. So we are looking at a lot of different ways of delivering this content. Live streaming is great for us because we want the interaction from our audience, certainly. But in cases where we can't do it, I know that myself and, and, you know, I'm speaking for Chris here. We have no problem leaving the house and going to get those stories where we need to get them because this is a platform that not everybody is going to be comfortable with. And I don't want to exclude any of those fantastic stories from being told just because they're not comfortable either getting in front of a camera or, or getting online and doing this live. So that's that's really what we're looking at is every avenue to tell a story and get those stories out. We can deliver those stories from anybody who's got them. We just need to know about them. So Tim, are you taking a, are you booking appointments now for uh, <laughs> going to be a wonderful it? job at selling yourself? Hey, I, you know, I'm just a, I'm just here to, to host and I'll, I'll talk to anybody who wants to talk. Because, you know, I can only say so much and there's only so much time I can fill. 
But I, um, I think I think that point, the you know, sort of the living history, you know, the living Masonic history, right? You know, I mean, we have got like you've like the Grandmaster just you know mentioned, you know, we don't have that many World War II vets left. Um, so you know, guys like that that have experienced, and oftentimes their Masonic experience is connected with. Uh, with with their war experience, um, which there's some remarkable stories to tell there. So you know stories like that, absolutely. I mean, you know that that stuff that absolutely needs to be captured, and and it is so valuable um, that. And if we don't, then uh, you know what do we lose? Uh, and, and I think it's a lot. So you know stuff like that is is really that type of content's really I think compelling to all of us and important to large- forward. Sorry. No, sorry. If your lodge has a historian and that historian knows who these brothers are and what sort of stories there are to tell, we can sit down with that individual and, and put those things to tape, as it were, and record those, you know, in, for posterity's sake and, and keep them alive and share them with, with the fraternity as a whole. Uh, we've got a question coming in from one of our Facebook pages. So for those of you who don't know, we are currently streaming this live on uh, three three separate Facebook pages, a Twitch page, uh, and a YouTube page, as well as, I believe, Twitter. Um, and we have about 60 people watching right now. So on the Granite Cornerstone podcast Facebook page, we have a question from Ed Correa which says, would allied Masonic organizations be presented such as the York and Scottish rights? Yeah, absolutely. Um, those are, those are definitely areas that, that we'd want to go if the brethren want to hear, hear about it. Absolutely. Um, there's so much there. (laughs) Um, I would say that the counter to that is I would say probably the the majority of what we're going to cover is going to be, is going to be blue lodge related, but I absolutely do not, uh, uh, would not nix any idea about including any of the other appendant bodies or youth organizations into into what we do. I think you know, bringing up a great point, Chris. I think that getting our youth organizations involved and and allowing them to tell their stories is a great idea as well. We have a lot of brothers who have come from those organizations. Again, pointing to Scott. Scott was a, a Demolay. His son is a Demolay, and now a member of St. Mark's. Yes. And hearing his stories, as well as the stories of the guys who may not continue on to Freemasonry, so people who, whose stories in their youth organizations may be lost to us forever if we don't capture sure. them. I'd love to hear from those those individuals. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you're going to talk about senior Demolays, you have to include our grandmaster as well because he is also a senior Demolay. Yep. So there it is. There's, and you, you know, when you sit at Grand Lodge and uh, Most Worshipful Clay has been great about doing this, he points out those individuals who are senior DMLA, and you look around the room and there's a lot of them. And yeah. that may be an episode all on its own. You sure. know, get rid of the DMLA members now, hold that for one episode. But talking to senior DMLAs and understanding their journey through the youth organization their decision to continue on in masonry and the way that they feel DMLA has interacted or impacted their career as a mason, I think that's a fascinating story to tell. Yeah, yeah. and to your and to your point, oh, sorry, go ahead, Scott. No, I was going to say it would be interesting to hear what other senior DMLAs have to say, but I think it's also important to understand that you know 
Demolay isn't really designed to be a, a, for lack of a better term, recruiting tool for masonry. Right. I mean, I have a lot of uh, fellow Demolay brothers that never stepped foot into the fraternity. Uh, I'm not going to take anything away from any of them because most of them are very good, fine, upstanding guys. In fact, they're guys that are, you know, in some cases, leaders in their, you know, their own organizations in, the, in their workplaces. So DMLA does an awful lot of good for men, whether or not they go into the fraternity or not. I agree yeah. with you. I think that DMLA has a story to tell. I think that Rainbow has a story to tell. And to Ed's point, I think that the, the appendant bodies have stories to tell that we also don't hear. And I think that New Hampshire Masons need to be represented uh, more widely than, mm. than we've been able to do. And I think this is the, maybe not the perfect venue, but it's a very good one to do it. Right. And I think that we're going to make the effort that we can put in to make it as good of a product for people to listen to, but also for people to participate in, because we know that it can be hard to tell those stories and hard to get people into one room. And so thankfully, the, the advent of technology and We've got a lot of brothers who may not be as seasoned with technology who have jumped into it because they've had to as a result of what's been going on the last couple of months. So we're going to ride that momentum and and get as much as we can uh, in order to to deliver those those tales. Yeah, that Band-Aid has been ripped off. (laughs) You know, at St. Mark's, we're actually talking about even though that we've been doing education nights online, that even uh, when we as we're coming out of, you know, staying at home all the time, we're actually going to do a hybrid where we'll have sessions available at the lodge. And then we're also going to do online sessions so that we can continue to work with other lodge brothers from across the jurisdiction. Cause we have several mm-hmm. brothers that show up from other districts, which is a fantastic thing to get their perspective as we talk about different topics. Yeah. I think, you know, from my perspective is, you know, I'm sitting master of my lodge during this pandemic and, and seeing the way we've had to adapt. It's amazing to me the, number of people who are getting on Lodge Zoom calls, the range of ages and experience that we're seeing on those calls. And for me, you know, there are absolutely takeaways that I think should continue on. I, you know, personally, I know that we've had problems uh, getting brothers, to officers of Lodge to, to come to every officer meeting. And sometimes we don't hear their voice on a topic that may be relevant to them. My attendance on, on those sort of meetings has been fantastic you know, when we do them online. So I think we're going to see a lot of online content and a lot of online discussion being carried forward as we hopefully exit this pandemic and, and move into whatever the future holds. I think that we're looking at a big chunk of the future in, in this content delivery. Oh, definitely. I, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Yeah, we're just and we're just sort of you know this is sort of the tip of the iceberg you know as far as what what is capable uh, what 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 you know what's available to us as far as uh, delivering this type of content so we're going to continue looking into uh, you know new ways and obviously this is something this this podcast is something that is going to change and improve and grow over hopefully grow over time so that that's the the constant forward momentum you know from you know taking and the grandmaster said this before you know taking something turning something you know transforming something bad into something good and that and that's really what we're trying to do here so we've got a comment um in the facebook chat from the new hampshire freemasons page and it's from uh right worshipful brother larry sprague he just wanted to share uh that his lodge also has a battle of the bulge veteran as a member 
He's the past master. He wow. is a recipient of the Major General John Sullivan Distinguished Service Medal in gold. In gold. In, in <laughs> there gold. Are ver- there are very few of those, brethren. <laughs> he is a past Grand Steward, and he's recently turned 96 and is the holder of the Boston Post cane in Cornish, as well as being a Purple Heart recipient. So yeah. were it not for an offhanded comment from the Grand Master on a podcast that didn't exist a month ago, we oh, wouldn't yesterday. have heard that second story. <laughs> right. That's, that's incredible. And I think that's exactly uh, the sort of thing that we need to, to be hearing. And we want to hear that. We've got another comment from Ed Korea. says, I wonder how many brothers who were made Masons outside of the United States and then became members here in New Hampshire and what their experiences were like. Oh, yeah. Actually, and you know what? One, that's- we actually had one in uh, St. Mark's. He's moved south since, since that time. Uh, he's a past master of our lodge. He was actually raised in Germany. Uh, yes. and then actually and served as master of his lodge in Germany and then served as master of St. Mark's Lodge a few years ago. So it, it's it's very interesting because one of the big things that comes up is the differences in the ritual. You oh, know, yeah. Well, you leave this out, and we used to talk about it. You talk about this, but we didn't have that. So it makes for some interesting conversations when you start to pull apart what's going on in the lodge room. And one's in German. I know. Actually, it's, it may not be the German. So it, there are actually four Grand Lodges in Germany. Yeah, uh, this was several years ago. He was actually in a military lodge. So, yeah, the American-Canadian uh, probably, oh, yeah. I, I, I would bet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, we actually, uh, Ancient York also has a brother, uh, Brother Joe Olferovich, who uh, came through the Swedish Rite in Germany, um, oh. which is a very different system uh, for brethren that don't know, 10-degree system um, that is... Uh, you know, very, very interesting. Um, uh, so, you know, it'd be nice to be able to, to that point, bring a, bring a few of those guys together. Absolutely. And I know Ed, uh, Ed's, Ed's a member of, uh, Harry S. Truman Lodge in, in Korea. Um, so, uh, thank you very much, Ed, for that, uh, worshipful for that, uh, comment. We have a brother watching on the New Hampshire Freemasons page, uh, uh, brother Anil Yassan R. He's Turkish. Yes. Raised in New Hampshire, and now yeah. he lives in Mexico. So oh, I didn't. I didn't know he lived there. Now a member of uh, a member of Washington Lodge Number Sixty One, I believe. Well, there you go. We are. This podcast has already gone global, boys. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. I love it. It only, only it only took forty five minutes. <laughs> uh, Brother Tom Ladd is sharing a comment in the New Hampshire Freemasons page that says that in his lodge, uh, North Star Lodge Number Eight. They had this exact same discussion, and just in that lodge, he had brothers raised in foreign countries such as Japan, Germany, and even New Jersey. Well, if that's not a foreign country, I don't know what is. Um, <laughs> wow, uh, I, that wasn't we a good. Can, we can, that we wasn't can a good enough visiting laugh. that area off. <laughs> that wasn't a good enough laugh. We'll have to work on that, Mike. I have to. You just got to be fun here. I got to be funny. I'm just not. Yeah, but now we got to cross one area of the country we can't travel too off. So, <laughs> right. So yeah, no, that's that's wonderful. Um, and again, to your point, Tim. I mean, having this out there and just having one comment generate all of this discussion is is beautiful and is exactly uh, to me the point of of what we're trying to do. And uh, worship brother Dave Aker just telling me that federal number five has a brother who uh, came from an Italian lodge. 
So I, no. I just want, just as a side note, I know we're, you, we mentioned about how an offhand comment spurred all these other conversations. What's really important was to understand here is that if it wasn't for the platform we're currently using, a lot of this wouldn't have happened because you're pull, Tim, if I'm not mistaken, you're pulling comments from several different locations that we're, we're uh, broadcasting to. And most mm -hmm. of the time we're on one broadcast. You know, it's just YouTube or just Facebook. Or, and now you've got several different venues that brothers can join in on, which helps spread the communication and the discussion out a little further than it normally would go. Yeah, I mean, we have 28 brothers watching across three different platforms on Facebook. And we have another 33 currently watching on YouTube. And to your point, Scott, previously we've only done, you know, a broadcast here or a broadcast there. And the Grand Lodge has recently invested in some technology uh, called Restream, which allows us to live stream to all of these platforms simultaneously. Um, unfortunately, the chat function is broken. So for anybody who is watching me or at least watching where my eyes go, I'm clicking through all of the tabs to make sure that I have an idea of what's, what's being said everywhere which is degrading my connection a little bit, but we're getting through it. And I think that having all of this discussion for people who are, you know, maybe you're not a member of the New Hampshire Freemasons page, but you are a member of NH Freemasons, or you're a member of the Granite Podcast page, or you're a YouTube user and you want to search there. We can find you and we can get that content to you. And I think that getting responses back from everybody is also really important because as we've been saying, this this doesn't succeed without engagement from the audience. And that's why we chose live streaming this as opposed to just recording it and uploading it. Because we want to hear what you have to say as we're talking. And even as we move forward into future conversation, we'll have no problem integrating a question from the audience and asking the individuals who are guests on the podcast that evening. Right. And I know that you're flipping around through the different pages. I've actually had the chat window up for YouTube for the last several minutes. And I noticed that there was a comment in there about uh, from Don Gray he said he didn't know there was such a thing as a senior DMLA. Yep. Yep. Uh, so for those that aren't familiar, DMLA is for young men from 12 to 21. So when you hit your 21st birthday, you age out of DMLA. And there's a few uh, exceptions to that rule, depending if you're an officer at the time. But for the most part, when you turn 21, you majority out or age out of DMLA. When you do that, DMLA is a lifetime organization now. So once you majority out or age out, you become a senior DMLA. Uh, as they like to say now, once a DMLA, always a DMLA. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and they actually have changed the system for tracking those types of things. So they actually get to, if you log into your account with uh, DMLA International, they'll actually show you how long you've been in DMLA. And it gets very sad when you start to see the number of decades pile up. So, um, and I know that Chris, I believe you could speak better to how Rainbow handles it. I, I don't know if there's a special term or if they if they do the same type of thing for Rainbow as we do for DMLA. Yeah, it's majority, and that's the same term that you use, majority. Um, you know, and and we the the Rainbow organization really wants to continue to have girls that have aged out of uh, out of DMLA at, at twenty one, or sometimes a little bit earlier, but usually at twenty or twenty one, uh, to be able to remain uh, active in the organization. So, uh, majority, you know, a, a you know a, a majority girl. You know, uh, even though uh, clearly they, they've moved on to womanhood, but that that's typically how they're referred to. But same, pretty much the same thing applies. 
Yeah, we, we at 21, we become a senior DMLA. If you're a sitting officer, you'll maintain your active DMLA status till the end of your term. Yeah. Uh, but we don't have a, a petition process to go past the end of the existing term. So uh, it, it's a little bit more definitive when you're going to be leaving. So we've got a comment, um, not a question, but a comment from Worshipful Brother uh, Richard Seyfried, who is a past master of Spicket Lodge number 85 over in Salem. He said that YouTube wouldn't work for him, and he's watching through Facebook, so he's glad that we diversified the broadcast. Okay. We've got a similar content uh, comment from Steve Minnan over on YouTube saying, open conversations such as these broadcasted across many platforms will also open gateways for those who are interested in masonry but don't, don't, don't know where to start. And I think that's something to address is, you know, we're not – obviously, we're targeting masons. A lot of the conversations we're going to be having are with masons and for masons. But at the same time, allowing these discussions to be broadcast publicly – is something that will will help answer some questions and maybe especially as we get into you know the episodes three and four where we talk about the masonic journey um it will answer a lot of the questions for prospective members and it is something especially that episode with with the, the new guys something that we can point to and say this this is what these guys have gone through they've you know recently completed their their or they've recently started their journey and and here's what you can look forward to as a new member, especially when we have somebody that we know is interested and just looking for more information. And that that's an excellent point. And we're we're going through a renaissance, I believe. I, I certainly believe that. I hope a lot of you brethren do as well. And I think I've seen a lot of guys that have been coming uh, through uh, that are currently you know working the degrees um, and, and new master masons that are very excited. Uh, about their journey and 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 what they can do to be able to, um, uh, you know, uh, to to help Freemasonry, to help New Hampshire Freemasonry, to help their lodges, um, and that sort of enthusiasm is infectious. And in those stories, both on both sides, really talk about the the type of journey that that we're on together um, on both ends, uh, especially when we're talking about you know, the next few episodes. So, you know, keep in mind, you know, th- this, you know, we don't recruit, this is not a recruiting tool, but, you know, to, to, to humanize what we do and who we are um, locally here in New Hampshire uh, as Masons, I think is, is super important. Yeah. Tim's busy looking at stuff. Yeah, he is. I'm, well, I'm just trying to make sure I've got my eyes on all the, all the platforms here. Uh, so for those of you who aren't familiar with, with streaming, Generally, we should have the comments coming up. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, something is broken in our platform, and it's only showing me comments from Twitch. And I don't believe there are uh, many brothers currently watching on Twitch. No, because we didn't tell anyone we were using it. So <laughs> there, yep, there's, It looks like uh, one, and it's probably oh. me. Game time decision. Um, but, yeah, I mean, brethren, you know – the technical aspects that will will work out you know obviously this is the first time doing this specifically and i think um as we go through i mean this platform is a fantastic platform i know that it is and you know again as as we use it we're learning a little bit more and more so uh hopefully we'll be able to have all of those chats centralized and have it be less uh less going back back and forth through uh, browser tabs as we're having to do tonight unfortunately yeah but tim likes doing all the extra work i can tell yeah, I'm getting a real workout on my mouse finger here. (laughs) 
So, Chris, I guess as, as we're looking to wrap up this episode, we are trying to keep these to a, a tight 45 to 60. Yeah, um, absolutely. What do you think we should be working on uh, as, you know, obviously my communications committee and myself, and what do you think we can improve on as we move forward? And what, what are the signs that we should be looking at uh, to measure our success and our growth on this platform? Well, this, I mean, the primary science is engagement by all of you. You know, I mean, we, we have a lot of analytics. They're going to tell us a lot of great information about, you know, who's watching and when. Um, but ultimately, that's what it boils down to is that if, if, you, if you're participating, if you're watching, if you're commenting, um, if, you know, you want to be on <laughs> for a reason. Oh, I've got, yep, got somebody that just ch- chatted on uh, Twitch. So thank you for that. Um, but, um, you know, that, that's really what's going to gauge the success of this is if, you know, we, uh, we continue to hear that feedback. Um, if that feedback stops, we're going to, uh, we're, we're going to think that, uh, that either we're on autopilot, which we don't want to be, or something's not right. So we want to hear everything, both positive and, uh, and, and neutral slash negative, uh, constructive, uh, feedback of what we're doing. Um, and it ha- you know, just keep it coming. Um, but I, I really hope that, you know, tonight's, you know, sort of taste at least of, of the discussion. Uh, luckily, you know, I have a, I have a face for radio and a voice for probably the circus. I don't know what to compare that to. And luckily we have a great host in Tim, um, and we're all going to be working together to put together some compelling content. And if we do that and you guys like it, then we want to hear. And that's, that's the bottom line. Scott, any, any remarks from you? Well, first off, make sure you got your audio and video in sync. Uh, but beyond that, yes. and I think I solved that problem. So I, I think overall it's it's going to be a good podcast. I'm looking forward to actually hearing and watching the other podcasts as they come out. And like I said earlier, you know, for me, it's not just about the engagement on the platforms as we're, as we're doing the podcast itself, but it's what people are talking about afterwards, sending the right. emails into either us as a group or us individually. Uh, when you see one of us out during you know the fall season, especially since a lot of us will be traveling around with our masks on, brothers, uh, you know to make sure that uh, if you liked the podcast, that you let us know. You know, me personally, I think that talking about it afterwards is a better sign of what the engagement is actually like versus oh, yeah, the yeah. comments that are on as yeah. we're doing things right now. Yeah, yeah I, I, would have, I would agree with that. One of the things that we can ask for is as the communications committee and as the host of this podcast really is. Please take the information about what we're doing back to your lodges. As uh, many of you have seen, we are putting out communications from the Grand Secretary's office with notifications about what we're planning and when we're going live and links to find it. And to, to some, uh, we have a couple of people who are saying in the chat, you know, let's make sure we're getting those out after. Um, yeah. Uh, make sure we're getting them out after as well because. I know, Chris, you've shared with me some of the feedback about the Q&A sessions is we weren't there to watch it. Now is it gone forever? And, you know, for people who are aware of, of these platforms, obviously, you know, you can go back and get it. But for people who aren't, YouTube will save this uh, until we delete it from the channel. It yep. will be saved on Twitch and it will be saved as a video on each of the Facebook pages that we broadcast to. So all of your brothers can go out and find it. And for those who weren't able to make it tonight, we really do encourage you to share that information with them 
and make sure that, as I said earlier, you're signed up in Grandview. Your your email is up to date because those communications that are coming from the Grand Secretary are going to point you in the direction for both the past content that we've we've shared and the future content we have coming up. And that's not just about this podcast. Obviously, those those communications are going to have a lot of information about a lot of things that are going on. Um, we've got a lot of comments in the in the chat tonight thanking us for this uh, engagement opportunity and saying we've done a great job. With that, I think I have no more closing remarks. Chris the, or Scott? The, the only thing I would add to what you're saying, Tim, is for those that are that are on the line, if you're a district officer from a different different district, if you're a master of your lodge, if you're a secretary of your lodge, right, be yes. sure to talk it up at your lodge meetings and put it in your trestle board. Even if it's just pointing them to the Grand Lodge Facebook page or the Grand Lodge YouTube site so they can try and figure out more information about it, at least that much helps them get an understanding of what's available and what's out there. The worst thing we can do is not tell people about this and then they miss out on it or find out about it you know, months after we're into it and then say, i got to watch all that to get caught up. So, you know, Especially this first episode you know, with all of our little technical glitches and fun stuff. So, uh, But yeah, I'd say... Other than that, you know, it's been a, a real interesting evening. It's been a fun evening, I have to admit, uh, both before and uh, during. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, but uh, you know, Chris, thanks for you know spearheading this. Tim, thanks for hosting. And uh, obviously, if I could be of any more help, or, or you know, pretend that I'm a podcaster on video, I'll be glad to do that for you. So, and a big shout out to uh, Brother Ryan Flynn for all of our graphics. And uh, thank yeah, you to thank everybody you. who came and watched us tonight. It was it was a really great time. Remember that email is granitecornerstone at nhgrandlodge.org. Yeah. We'll be here for you in the future, and, and we're ready to listen to those suggestions. So please send us an email or reach out to any one of us privately. So thank you all, and have a great night. Thanks. Good night, brethren. Thanks.